This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Bullshit Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I'm here with the most tired Greg, and I'm also the most tired Ryan. Greg, say hello. I'm exhausted. Yes, I know the feeling all too well. I had a case of the Monday blues all day, and here we are recording now. You have the case of the three and a half hours of sleep? Yeah, it, and a bad, it's a bad combination of no sleep at all and maybe the worst allergic reaction I've ever had to cats in my entire life. That made sleeping as little as I had it even more difficult. It seems like we both had a cat-filled night. My cat is that it was a great idea to either A, come into my room and knock everything off my shelves and hit me in the face, and if I locked him out, B, go under my door with his claws and meow until I let him in. So it was a non-win for me from when you were awake at 4 o'clock. So, uh, neither yeah, I, I, just couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't breathe. It was like I was breathing through a straw, and every time I exhaled, it was fire. Straight fire. <laughs> Well, that makes that really paints a nice picture for people out there to, to know how you felt. Uh, guys, listen, the Rangers are in the playoffs. There's not a lot going on. This is kind of a light take week for me and Greg. I mean, today we're going to talk a little bit about AV. We're probably going to talk a little bit about the Olympics and what the happened, what was decided there. We'll probably touch on Mets opening day, and we'll probably touch on WrestleMania a little bit. But guys, a little bit of a light podcast from us this week, and then next week we're going to have a uh, playoff preview. We'll have a guest or two, probably. We'll put it out maybe a day early, uh, and we'll go from there. So, uh, Greg, so far over the past uh, week, Buchnevich has sat twice. Where are we standing on this right now? Same as we've always st- stood? Like, why is, is AB sitting, at, sitting him when there's really not a reason to at this point in time? I don't know. Honestly, this time, it doesn't. if AB's plan is to keep him healthy for the playoffs, I, I you can justify it, I guess. This week, uh, you don't really need to be running anyone into the ground. Like, that's why Mac has a ticky-tacky injury, and he's not playing just because there's no point no, there's no in point. playing him. Like, I, the Rangers are at a point where, you know, they've clinched the playoff spot. They clinched the number one wild card. These games mean even less than they had previously. These are basically tune-up games. So, if A.V. wants to try new line combinations or play guys that otherwise aren't going to play in the playoffs just to get them some run and get some other guys some rest. Fine. It's, you know, at this point, I just want to know what AV is thinking when it comes to his playoff roster. And I don't know if this has been a good barometer of being able to determine who's going to play and who's going to sit. The last couple of weeks, because, you know, 
I, I think AV is trying to protect. Before, I would have said AV is, he just doesn't have confidence in Booch. But now, you know, you can make the case that he's trying to protect him a little bit right here. So it, it's, you're kind of in no man's land where it's, you can't read too much into what AV is doing because he just needs to keep players healthy. But at the same time, you can't necessarily be totally confident in AV to do the right thing because he's proven time and time again he's incapable of that. Totally agree. Somehow I have a feeling this leads towards Na- uh, not Nash Glass playing in the playoffs, which I, I I said I would freak out if he did that. I think I said I would go outside MSG and wear something embarrassing, so that might be happening for me. But I just don't understand. I know he's going to try and fight fire with fire by adding Glass uh, Glass's toughness to the lineup against uh, a Canadiens team that is, is going to be trying to rough us up. By the way, we are a pretty big team. We're going to be hard to slam around out there, but uh, we've been notoriously, I guess one of the storylines this year has been we're a soft team, quote-unquote. Uh, but it, I have a feeling that Glass is going to play and Bushnevich might not play in the playoffs, which would be absolutely ridiculous, and I would not be happy about it. I just don't understand why Jimmy VC and, and Bushnevich and even Adam Clendenning at this point aren't getting ice time in games that just don't matter. Like, everyone should just not be playing too hard. I know it sucks to see like the Rangers lose games on regular season games, but guess what, guys? These go these games don't matter at all. We have on Wednesday, April fifth, we have the Capitals, then we have a doubleheader over the weekend uh, versus Senators and Penguins, and of course, three of these are great teams. And if we were in a race, these would be really tough games going into a tough playoff series, obviously. But guys, they don't matter. Like, who cares? I would I would say like skate as slow as you want, let them win. Who even gives a shit? I would say that one of these next three games, we we should play like a test game where we we play our playoff lines. Henrik plays as, as as best he can. He gives it, everyone gives them all. Probably gets the Senators, I would say. And other than that game, why even try? I that, that's that's for me. I say you just rest and relax as much as possible and get ready for the long series against Montreal. Only person who these games matter to are is Hank, because Hank needs to get a little bit more sea legs under him coming back from injury and just shake off the rust. But outside of that, just stay healthy. That's really all that matters. Just make sure the players you need to be healthy, the Stepans, the Nashes, the Zuccarellos, the Criders, the Zibanejads, the McDonough's, make sure those guys are healthy. And everybody else, you know, the, the ancillary players on the Rangers should be playing hard because I think they know they need to be playing for playoff time. So I'm not too worried about how, you know, if Jesper Foss is playing hard these last three games, that's good because, you know, maybe ice time for him isn't as guaranteed as it should be coming towards the playoffs or the defenders not named Smith, McDonough, every, those guys or Shea. Shea. The, every other defender should be playing hard because they don't know if they're going to be playing in the playoffs. But as far as the rest of the team, just stay healthy. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters besides health. I'd probably give Brady Shea a day off this week. If I'm being honest, I you know I know he's a young kid, sure. but just give him one day off. You got sure. you got Camper and Clendenning. Let him let let the guy sit. I would sit Smith too. Just let those let those two sit. You're already sitting McDonough. Why not? Like you know, and then you can give Girardi an off day and Klein an off day the other days. Like just rotate your defense a little bit. Rest up as much as possible. It's what you're gonna need. Certain players right now are hitting their stride, such as Rick Nash and Derek Stepan. Like those are people we're gonna need to perform in the playoffs. Like Rick Nash has never gone into a playoffs hot guys. This is like the first time this has ever happened. So the fact that we're going to get a hot Rick Nash coming in is could be ve- beneficial to us. Um, I think a lot of the storyline coming up is going to be about Chris Kreider uh, and Carey Price, which will be unfortunate because it's something that, that 
did not matter. And I know uh, he was tripped. And I know we'll have arguments with Canadian fans about that. But right now, it's all about health, as you said, Greg. There's no other reason at all to care about anything else. Hank catching stride and health. That's it. And play the kids. Have Jimmy VC pay 20 minutes. Who cares? Like, let, let him get his legs underneath him. Put him on the first line. That's where I'm at. Uh, I don't know where you – I think we stand on the same page. Is that correct? Yeah. At this point, it's late enough in the season where AV should know what line combinations work best, where he doesn't need to see how VC plays with Zabinajad and Zuccarello anymore. Like, he's he's done so many – different variations of line combinations throughout the year that we're at a point where you either know it works or you're incapable of properly judging a hockey team. So even trying new lines and new wing mates with centers, you should know what your best lineup is at this point in the season. If you're still trying to juggle, you have more problems than you or I can comprehend in this sleepy filled podcast. But Right now, stay healthy, let Hank get as much reps as he needs, and start focusing on the Canadians. That's it. Uh, guys, I know that it. you want more Ranger talk today, but I'll be honest with you guys out there. What else is there to talk about? People are, you know, they're, these games don't matter. That's it, Greg. They don't matter. All right. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about this international hockey? So apparently the NHL owners are saying that uh, players are now no longer allowed to go to the Winter Olympics next year. And Ovechkin has already said he will. What do you think will happen? Uh, I So, NHL players, what it basically means is the owners are not going to allow there to be a three-week break in the NHL schedule next week. So there will be NHL games during the Olympic competition, which means if a player were to leave, they'd basically be suspended or forfeiting pay and something like that. Like there are real, real consequences that a player could face. Um, I think most players are going to be angry, but begrudgingly accept it. Um, I just like, I can't see Sidney Crosby all of a sudden telling the penguins to fuck off and go to South Korea to play Olympic hockey. Um, I think the Canadian and the American players at the minimum will just be unhappy that they can't play. But I, I think, you know, someone like Ovechkin, the Olympics means so much to the Russian hockey federation <clears throat> to get a gold medal that someone like Ovechkin might see this as an opportunity to basically serve as a ringer. To go to the Olympics knowing Canada isn't even going to have their B team. They're going to have their C or their D team because they won't have NHL professionals playing for them. So could Ovechkin still go? Yeah. What will that mean for him, the NHL player? I don't know. Ovechkin is such a big star where... They'll have to take him back. No matter what happens. Yeah. You kind of... Like, the Capitals are kind of held captive by whatever he wants to do, right? It's not like the Capitals are going to trade Alex Ovechkin because he wants to play in the Olympics. He's too good. He's too important. It's just going to – the Capitals will just have to survive three weeks without him and then 
figure out how to punish them in the offseason or I'm something not, like that. I'm not like, saying the Capitals are going to win this a, year, but if, if they do, he'll definitely go. He'll be like, we won a cup. I don't give a shit. I'm going to leave. I see. I think you, I think I, now I don't know the guy personally, mm-hmm. but everything I've read, it sounds like he values an Olympic gold medal as much as he values a Stanley Cup. I mean, that's that national pride. So, and I get that. Uh, you know, America's going to be awful. <laughs> in this next Olympics, uh, it's going to make hockey pretty. Uh, well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say awful. It'll basically become a college competition, and I think like the U.S. has been able to hold their own in the under twenty three ranks. But you know, Canada is just better at hockey. It's just like Duh. the team Team USA. If Team USA all of a sudden in basketball just sent college players, you're still probably the gold favorite in the Olympics. Even if, like, Australia is sending NBA players and, can, and, like, all the other places are sending NBA or European players, if the United States took the 12 best college players that were American, they'd still probably be considered – they wouldn't be as heavy favorites, but they'd still probably be favorites. You think so? I That's, think, I think like, it'd be close. Maybe I, – I, mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert on basketball, but hmm. – I, I think the United States would still be favorite if – you were to just send a college team over there. Huh. That's a good question. I would like to ask that In question. Basketball. Just like, yeah. just like, so a, a Canadian, an under 23 team of Canadians that's basically made up of, um, like OHL, WHL, NCAA players, players playing in the KHL, that Canadian team, if you're taking Americans from the same kind of talent pool, and then you're taking Russians, some Russians from the NHL, but I don't think all Russians are necessarily going to drop their NHL paychecks to play in the Olympics. Probably not. I, an Ovechkin-led Russian team is probably a slight favorite, but Canada is still number two. And I'd say they are if, – if Russia at the Olympics was a minus 120 favorite, Canada would probably be plus 115, which is as close to – an even draw as you could get. That's fair. Pick them. That's fair. You know, that's probably what will end up happening. Um, I wonder what really made them make this decision out of nowhere. Uh, actually, this has been a long time coming, uh, right? I don't, think it's, I don't think it's out of nowhere. I think the NHL owners do not see any market. Well, the NHL owners' problem is there is no marketability that they get from the Olympics. They can't sell. The NHL doesn't make any money off of someone buying a Canadian Sidney Crosby jersey. This is the hidden reason why the NHL so badly wanted a World Cup. They wanted to be able to sell international brand merchandise Mm -hmm. that isn't tied to the Olympics. The NHL has never made a dime off the Olympics. Meanwhile, they're basically loaning... The NBA has, like, free publicity from the Olympics. Like, big time. Well, and, you know, the NHL gets free publicity from the Winter Olympics, and I think you can make a case that Winter Olympics hockey is more important to the Winter Olympics than basketball is to the Summer Olympics. I can guarantee you that's um, true. It's, but the NHL owners have been frustrated for a very long time that they, one, their season gets interrupted, unlike any other professional sport. It's basically the same reason why baseball has never sent MLB players to the Summer Games, because they refuse to interrupt their calendar. And then, two, not only do they interrupt their calendar, but owners take on all the risk and get no benefit. If a player gets hurt, they are not insured. If a player, uh, they don't see any of the merchandise money. It, you know, it, it, 
it's just like anything else where greed and money, if there was money to be made for NHL owners, they would 100% let their players go. But you add in the fact that one, NHL owners do not see much, if any money from the Olympics. And two, these games are going to be in South Korea, which means the United States would play Canada locally three in the morning. Yeah. Which is, it's not necessarily a viable time for someone in the United States to watch a hockey game. And then three, if the games are going to be in Asia and you want to expand hockey, you don't really want the games to be in South Korea. You, the reason why the NHL cares so much about the Beijing games four years later is because the Chinese market is so much bigger. You can market the game in China a lot easier than you can market the game in South Korea. So That's very true. And you know what? You're going to wake the, up and everyone's the, going to know the score of the game. Everyone, like, <laughs> no one's going to know, want to watch the game because everyone's going to know what happened already. It, it's, it would be rough. It, there, are, there are little positives for um, expanding the game. In, like, if you're going to play, have the games in Asia, you would rather send your players to Beijing than South Korea just because the market's it's a much larger population to market the game to. Um, so it like it sucks, but I I I hate to say I understand where the owners are coming from just because it's a complete greed move on their part, and it will make the the Olympics will be significantly worse without NHL players. Like it won't be as entertaining. Um, and whatever happens, there will be some form of asterisk next to it because whoever doesn't win will say, well, the best players in the world weren't there, so what does it even mean? What does it even matter? Um, yeah, so it it sucks, but, you know, I do. I, I'll say this. I don't know exactly. Like, I, I enjoy the Winter Olympics. I say I like the Summer Olympics a lot more, obviously, than the Winter Olympics. Curling. If there's no, NH, no NHL-caliber hockey at these Olympics, I, uh, I don't know what the watchability curling. of it is. Because, Just watch curling. Yeah. No, but again, everything's going to be happening like in the morning. Yeah. Which sure. It's fine for a guy like me where I'll have a TV on at work. I'll be able to watch this shit. But your average American who does not work the ass crack at dawn mm-hmm. will have to watch everything on tape delay. Yep, that's totally true. Yeah, these are going to be a weird Olympics. Now, that you've mentioned a lot of good points here. I'm really not sure how it's it's going to fare over. I mean, I, I remember very vividly watching Sidney Crosby take that face off in overtime versus the United States and being very pissed off about it. And I, I, I although that moment sticks with me in a very uh, negative way, it's a moment nonetheless, right? So now I'll, I'll, I will have no moments from this, this next Olympics whatsoever, so... Right, and the and the Sochi games weren't even that ideal. Like I think the USA Russia game was like a six a.m. start. I remember having to wake up super early for that game. Um, but you could like, you know, you can justify six a.m. I don't see anyone setting an alarm for two a.m. to wake up for USA Canada when you're playing amateur players. If it's a Saturday, yeah, if it's a Saturday night and I'm I'm hammered, I'm watching. But that's it, right? That's the only time. You 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 would. Stay up for that game. You wouldn't wake up for that game. That's true. You're right. All right. Listen, that's enough about that. We'll see how that goes next, uh, once that comes around. But I'm actually, you changed my mind a little bit. I kind of understand it now from a business standpoint more than I did before. And I think I totally agree with you. So we're on the same page. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to, again, it, it, you, it feels kind of dirty saying like the owners are justified just because they make so much money anyway that they're really going to get upset about not being able to sell international 
jerseys and shit like that. Like, but at the same time, it it is it's always been weird that the NHL season just stops for three weeks. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah, I, all right, I can totally agree with that. Listen, let's move on to the the upcoming schedule. Uh, it's our last three national holidays. We'll go through, then we'll do some Mets and WrestleMania, and we'll get out of here. A little bit short, a little bit of a short podcast for us today. We did do three last week, and I hope you guys enjoyed those. We put them out. We had a fun time doing them, especially the WrestleMania one. And uh, and yeah, all right, let's do this. So Wednesday, April fifth versus the Capitals, and these are all food related, Greg. So I made it really easy on us. Uh, it's National Deep Yay. Dish Pizza Day. Hmm. Deep dish pizza isn't pizza. It's just casserole. It's a pie. It's just casserole. It's pie. That's it. Yeah, it's, it, it has more. It has more things in common with a pie than it does pizza. Which is ironic because I call New York pizza a pie, a pizza pie. But yet, deep dish pizza actually is a pie. Yeah, like it, it's not by definition a pizza. No, not at all. It. I had it in Chicago for the first time. The the official. I I like did my research. I forgot the name of the place I ordered it from, but man, it was it was a it was good. But it was not pizza. It was too heavy. It was it was not satisfying. I could not eat that on like the way I eat New York pizza. Uh, and I can didn't... you even eat it with just like your hands? Like, did you need a fork and a knife? You can. All right. So I'm a barbarian. So I did eat it with my fork uh, without a fork and knife. Uh, but you te- you can definitely fork and knife it. And I know a certain few people that definitely would do that. So I'm not gonna call them out or anything. But all right. Uh, so the Capitals game, like we said, guys, doesn't matter. Uh, I know it's a rival, and we want to beat them, but I don't. It just does not matter. So there's that. Saturday. Nope. Not, the, not even the slightest. At the Senators, one of my favorite foods, Greg. National empanada day. Empanadas. Listen. Don't think I've ever had an empanada. That is insane. Oh my god. All right. Well, listen. How's that insane? How's that insane? Empanadas are like they're beef patties, man. It's like this amazing crust, toasty crust. It's like a little crunchy. You bite to the middle, and there's like some sort of meat, like a pulled pork. Or like a steak, or like you know, a cow tongue. I'm <laughs> throwing that in there because I know you probably hate that. But yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it, it sounds delicious. I'm just saying I've never had it. It's weird. I feel like that's like a, a very, very popular dish. I, I don't I think it's pretty mainstream. No, it's, it's Mexican, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm not a big Mexican food guy. I guess we're Mexican food guy. I guess we talked about that. Hey, by the way, I have to take you out to dinner. Um, yes, you because do. the uh, <laughs> we will not have two uh, wild card from the metro, and uh, thanks Islanders, appreciate it. And uh, we sure won't. We will do something like that. Oh, we that should. Was, we should. That also... was a, that was a silly bet when you made it. It was. it was a bad bet when you made it. I guess Tampa Bay's not making the playoffs. That was one of the teams you 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 went for. Same thing with Florida, um, but that's not the case. Seems like it's the Bruins. Uh, that's weird. Anyway, uh, we are going to a Mets game together on Wednesday, so. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll do a little bit of Facebook Live seventh inning stretch. We'll record for the uh, for the. No, no, because you you have you have to remember what don't I do during baseball games? Anything. <laughs> I I don't eat I don't eat food during the game. So say, if you want to buy me food, you got to do eat. it before the game. No, I I just said we'll just record anyway. We'll just say hello from the game to everyone. That's no, we cool. yeah we could probably do that. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. We'll do we'll do it's, that another time. I'm gonna I'm gonna visit Albany again soon, big, so we'll do that. It's big. It's big. Sexy's return. It's a very important game. I'm super excited for Bartolo Colon. But let's get. Let's do the last holiday, and then we'll do our. Of course, I left my Facebook open, so I just got a fucking notification. I'm the worst. Um, let's do the last holiday, and then we'll move on to, uh, the Mets opening day, and, and your uh your love and affinity for that. So, the last one is National Chinese Almond Cooking Day. Cookie Day. Have you ever had these, Greg? You hate almonds, I know, right? Chinese. I'm not an almond guy, so I've, I definitely haven't. It's the almonds. It's the Chinese almond chip cookies they give you at the end of Chinese food. 
Like they have those little packets. It's like they give you the oranges and they give you the Chinese almond cookies. No? Okay. You, Wait. You, you might have not. Packages of oranges? Yeah, like Chinese places around me, they like give you like like not a package of orange, but they cut up an orange and they give you like a piece of it, and they also give you like a cookie. No, am I, am I getting that, like expert that, service? That, <laughs> and I don't know. That that's that's crazy talk. Are you like are you also given like a rub and tug? No, but they do give you like those hot wet naps. You know what I mean? Like the microwave wet naps. Where where do you get Chinese food from? There's some nice Chinese food places around me. <laughs> so Apparently. Like, yeah, yeah, they're really nice. Uh, so anyway, Chinese Almond Cookie Day versus the Penguins. Listen, again, another game that does not matter. At home at MSG on a Sunday. Uh, listen, I I don't think anyone invaluable should play that game. Obviously, it's the, it's the back-to-back day. So just rest everyone before the playoffs. Why even play? Ooh, like, why even show up to that game? Tickets might be cheap for that game. So who knows? Um, all right. That's the end of a Ranger talk for the day. In case you're wondering, in case you're wondering, it's been pretty short. Uh, let's move on to some nonsense, Greg. Mets opening day. Noah Syndergaard, how's your heart mm. feeling? Uh, he's so good. He's just incredible. He's, he's, I, 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 uh, I'm having a hard time remembering watching a Met pitcher as like Johan when he first came over was. Special, but I don't think he was this level of talented. No, Syndergaard can literally be as good as he wants to be. There were instances, the Braves. I mean, the Braves are not the, the greatest team in the world. So you let's, don't say. <laughs> let's, you know, let's call let's call a spade a spade. But still, there were two instances in this game where the Braves had a runner on third and less than two outs, and Syndergaard just big dicked it and struck out the next two guys, beat out of the inning. And it's not like Matt Kemp is a bad hitter. The one thing Matt Kemp does quite well is hit. And both times, Freddie Freeman did something to put a man on third with less than two out, and Syndergaard comes back and just strikes it. Just makes Matt Kemp look silly. Like, they were non-competitive at bat. Which is ridiculous, because Matt Kemp was arguably an MVP, like, four years ago, five years ago. Syndergaard already has two incredible pitches. You know, a 100-mile-an-hour Cutting fastball and the the world's hardest slider at 94, and then this year he's just like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna work on my changeup and make that pitch unhittable. And then he throws like a 90 mile an hour circle change that darts away from left handed batters and inside the righty batters. That's unhittable. He's got three unhittable pitches. I he's a cheat code. He's literally the guy in uh, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball that throws 107. And then also throws 95 breaking pitches that you can't hit. He's a cheat code. He's incredible. I, it honestly would be a shock for, like, I know the Mets aren't going to win every Syndergaard start, but it will be a disappointment every time they don't. You know what? If it wasn't for Clayton Kershaw, he would definitely be the star of the National League, pitcher-wise. Uh, Kershaw's just on another but, level. I mean, Bumgarner was freaking amazing yeah, for guy, all of but uh, one inning as well. And also, um, the National League, the National League's blessed with pitches. Did you see what Carlos Martinez did last night against Ten the Cubs? Too? Strikeouts, my friend. Jeezy, crazy, my man. That guy was going nuts. And John Lester was no slouch either, by the way. It, the, the pitching in the National League seems unfair. It does. The American like, League seems lackluster, like right? It seems like like it's a Chris Sale, Corey Kluber, and and not a whole lot else. Like <laughs> yeah. was it Quintana? Yeah. Jose Quintana, like the the National League is drunk with pitching. It it really is, and it's going to be a fascinating season because it seems like every team has a stud. 
It does seem and that the way. Mets oh, especially the, the Reds. They have Scott Feldman. <laughs> oh my God, the poor Reds. He went up the a home run. Reds. He went up a home run of the first at bat. Poor dude. Like it's a season. Oh Hernandez. God. It, I just, everyone should go back and listen to our MLB over under podcast because my my reaction to my God, I didn't realize Scott Feldman was the eighth. The Reds stat is underrated part of that. Podcast. Hey, quick question: Do we actually put money on the Padres under? Because I hope we did. Oh, I sure did. Oh, I thought I, I should have given you the uh, money. Should have given you the money. My bad. Not that we not that we fine. bet people. We <laughs> gummy bears. We, we we you know what? We can make money just betting against the Padres literally every day of the year. <laughs> like I've I tried doing this before. Like there was one year where I wanted to bet against the Seventy Sixers every day of the year and just see how much money I could make. Right. Just, um, just the money I might, line. I might. I might do the same with the Padres this year and just. Like, bet against them every day. Why not? The Reds might be a better case, if you want to be honest. <laughs> They're both awful. I just – but, you know, like, uh, the poor Reds. The Red, But here's the thing. The Reds have a couple starting pitchers at the major league level that you want to see how they do, like Brandon Finnegan and Robert Stevenson. Yeah, and Homer, I want to see Homer how Bailey they do. Will, there, there's huge there. That's good. Yeah, it's just, you know, once every five days when Scott Feldman starts, that's not great. The problem with the Padres minutes. is every day is a Scott Feldman start. Yeah, it's insane. All right, you're right. Uh, listen, so you we're going to go to the Mets game against the Braves. So it'll be a lot of fun. We're super excited to see Bartolo Colon. Uh, return of the Return of the Wild. I'm not going to lie. Super excited, super excited to see healthy Jacob DeGrom, too. Yeah, me too. It's going to be good. It's going to be fire. You're going both nights, right? Uh, I am. Thursday is looking like uh, it's going to – Thursday might be a washout, but it's not going to stop me from going. Okay, sounds good. Uh, before we head out of here, let's talk a little bit of Mania. Surprising show? Wait, I, I would say – It's too fucking long. Too long, right? I would say it started at like five. Uh, the matches and the, 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 the intros. Quote, the quote-unquote the quote unquote pay-per-view started at seven, and even that was too long. I didn't make it through the whole thing. I bailed, I, I, I bailed after Lesnar Goldberg. Oh, I good. couldn't watch the last few matches. I'm glad you did because they were not good. Uh, to, just to, to no, but I mean, I wanted to hear Jr. And it's like I need to eventually watch the Undertaker match just because it's his last one. But I mean, I'd say, was there anything last night that surprised me? The Hardy Boys? No. The Hardy Boys? Even that, like, uh, I okay that. First I, of all, the moment that was probably my favorite moment, just because it's great hearing music. Um. Uh, hearing Kurt Angle's music, I started jerking off. No, yeah, no homo. Yeah, um, super excited for Kurt Angle. I, I will say, but like, here's the thing. So the surprise was them actually putting the Hardy Boys in the match. But once you knew the Hardy, like once you saw the Hardy Boys were in the match, they were gonna win. You knew they were winning. Yeah, they were gonna yeah, win. <laughs> like you, you knew that was it. Yeah. They don't just bring the Hardy Boys back for a ladder match and then not have them win. Yeah. Um. So good Cesaro, R.I.P. Poor guy. Yeah, rest in peace. Jeff Hardy, just fucking A, man. He's insane, uh, you know man. what? I'm going to say this. Shannon McMahon, that was a great match. I, you know, that I, match exceeded my expectations. I was going to say, AJ, the AJ-Shane match was really good. There was <laughs> there was nothing bad about it. Shane really held huh. his own. AJ made him look real good. Shane did a lot of stunts that, like, okay, Lesnar, <laughs> Lesnar and Goldberg did four moves. Shane did like 20. Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> the Lesnar-Goldberg match was perfect. So oh, what was did perfect. you want from that match? Nothing. All I wanted were all I wanted was Ten duplexes, yep. spears, F5, and a jackhammer. And a jackhammer. <laughs> the, the, the noise I made when Lesnar like, leapfrogged Goldberg to avoid the spear. That was sick. I, I did not see that coming. I literally was like, oh. Ooh. 
And, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know how he was going to avoid the spirit. He literally jumped over Goldberg. I was like, I, I didn't know he had that in him. And it went past a minute and 30 seconds. It went to 4.46. So that's a record for them fighting. So that's very good. I don't think we'll see Goldberg for a while. Look, no, I think Goldberg's done. I, I think I, I think his con, like his six month contract expired after WrestleMania. I think oh. he's I think he's hanging him up. Like that's that's again one of the reasons why you kind of knew the result because there was if Goldberg won that match, he'd have to just drop the belt tonight. And there's a few obvious that would results. be interesting. That was one of them. The Hardy yeah, result. I mean, the Hardy result, the Undertaker result, because you knew he was hanging up. The Goldberg result, because he was hanging up. And Chris Jericho, because you knew he was on tour. So, like, you already knew yeah. four wins. And the uh, the thing I didn't like was surprise. Stephanie McMahon allowed herself to be put through a table. Me too. Uh, what I don't understand, that I always find hilarious, is Triple H starts going like Super Saiyan, angry. Yeah. And, and the gets, thing that knocks him off being Super Saiyan is the kick to the gut, gets, and the match is over. Gets crushed. Like, if Triple H <laughs> is that angry, shouldn't like nothing affect him? I and thought, he just go on a murderous rampage. I thought the same thing because I, you know, I'm a big Rollins is my boy in, in the WWE. But watching him, he like just did a pedigree, and I was like, that's it. I thought this would be like the part where the match gets like a little intense for a bit, and then Rollins wins. But that was not the case. It was very, no, very it was it was just it was just too long and. Uh, Our shorter, honestly, should have ended at eleven. Just saying. Yeah, and I was, I was a little let down. I kind of put my expectations low for the women's Raw Fatal Four Way, but bad. I won't lie. Even with my lowered expectations, I was hoping that match was going to be better. Now I don't know. I got to tell necessarily you necessarily if the that match wasn't good. Just the SmackDown's women's match was just was, as bad. It was. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I knew that one was... But here's the thing. like, I didn't have expectations for that match. All right. And I didn't watch it. That's but fair. the women's match could have been special, and it wasn't. So it's disappointing. Yeah. Which, weirdly enough, is kind of a... It's not a good... Like, I, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. I'm very tired. I got it's it. not a good thing. But the fact that I had high expectations for a women's match is refreshing. Yeah. So it's, it's nice. like... It's it's refreshing to be let down by a women's match because you know it could have been better. Yeah, like that's what I'm trying to say. Like the best. The the four the three of the four people involved in that match are special entertainers that are capable of putting on five star matches. So the fact that that match was probably a three star match is a disappointment. Totally agree. All right, Greg, we're going to wrap this up a little early for, for today. Uh, guys, next week on the podcast, I think we're going to have finally a guest we've been searching for a long time. Possibly another guest, and maybe James. Who knows? Uh, maybe we'll bring on some other people. Uh, we're, we're, aiming, we're aiming to have our first female guest. We are, speaking of, you know, yes. female, like right. women's rights and all that right. stuff. We, right. uh, we, we're, we're equal rights here. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. We're equal opportunity. Um, so, yeah, so yeah we'll, uh, we'll have a, a giant playoff preview for you guys next week. Uh, sorry that this week was a little lackluster in terms of the hot takes in the Rangers, but guys, this is really nothing to talk about. So I hope I hope Hank gets that. It. And we we meant we meant to record an hour ago, and I was literally passed out. That too. So guys, we'll be back next it, week. The, <laughs> there there was a 50-50 shot. I wasn't gonna wake up from it too. No, that's true. And I was we, we, I was very scared. You were you were I could I could tell in your text you were freaking out that we might not have a podcast. Or I was like I'm gonna have to. Call you might somebody. have to do your own. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to call someone. That's it. Um. So we'll yeah, do. We'll do. I turned on last week. I turned on last week tonight. I remember the first three minutes of last week tonight, and, and then I was just out. And it's gone. We'll do the playoff preview next week. 
Then I think uh, for for the weekday playoff games, we might do post game reactions. If anything, uh, you might be asleep, but I, I might have some people on. So who knows? All right, uh, we'll go from there. Greg, uh, it was a bit of pleasure. You can follow us on Twitter at Blue Break. You guys all know that, and we'll see you guys next week. Love you. Bye bye. Bye, Fred. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming. And his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.